0: Finding balance is really hard. I'll be 100 percent honest, especially when you work a full time job. And then I call it when you work a nine to five and then you work a five to nine. Like it's really hard to find balance. However, what I will say is being organized. I've recently started. I was like, okay, this is becoming a lot. So I recently was like, I need to organize myself. Uh, And that has helped a lot. So being organized really does help a lot with being balanced and making sure that when you are creating like a calendar to organize yourself, that you include some quality time, some time for yourself, some time for your friends going out. So like for me personally, I made a thing where I don't go out um, with friends or anyone during the week, but on weekends, I use that time to hang with friends. I still do a little bit of work, but not as much as I would do throughout the week.
1: Hey guys, what's good and welcome to the Cosign Life. If you're watching this video, that means you co-sign us and we co-sign you. So here are a couple of ways to support us at Cosign Magazine. Number one, view the description below, click the link, and purchase an issue of Cosign Magazine. It's like this. This one right here. Physical. You can purchase this. Number two, you can also support us by purchasing Cosign merch. Hit the link below, and it'll take you to all our past merch items, and we'd love to have your support and see you wear cosine Cosign Magazine. Tuned against another episode of Cosine Conversations. Today we have a special guest. We have the corporate baddie, DeAndre Brown. How are hello, you doing today? Oh, hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being here today. Absolutely. Man, so I kind of want to get started before we get into everything on your backstory, right? Okay. So you're not originally from Dallas, is that correct?
0: Absolutely so not. So are you from? <laughs> I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Okay, shall I tell? Yes. What brought you to Dallas? Uh, I've actually moved to Dallas after I graduated from Morehouse College oh, in right. Atlanta, Georgia, and I came here for work. Got you. So in At going to Morehouse, were you very social? Were
1: you uh, outgoing? Like the personality we see on TikTok, has that always been you?
0: It's always been me. uh, And people tell me that all the time. They're like, literally, this was you from the jump. But I feel like I just never really expressed it on a social platform. It was always just with my closest friends. And that's how I really showed who I truly was. Gotcha. So yeah. <laughs> so you're in corporate America. What's your what's your job title and company that you work for, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, absolutely. So I work for Citibank, okay. um, Citigroup headquarters, um, and I work in consumer banking. Okay. And I'm in an analyst rotational program. So it's a program that's designed for students right out of undergraduate school, okay. and you get to rotate throughout the consumer bank, and then afterwards, after your two year program. You get to decide where you want to stay full time at the bank. Oh, nice. Have you figured out
1: where that is so far?
0: I'm, I just wrapped up my first rotation last okay. week. So I'm going to my second rotation starting Monday, actually. Super excited about that. Okay. Um, but I don't know where I want to be full time yet. Okay. Yeah, so. Gotcha. So let's get into TikTok. OK, All right.
1: so you're you're working during a pandemic. Is That's where this derives from during a pandemic you were seeing how
0: it was like to work from home and you were like, let me just make a video about it. Or tell us how you kind of got started. Yeah, so when I first started TikTok, I started, I want to say in October, I never remember the exact okay. date, but I kind of started around October and I made these work from home videos. Okay. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. When I started in October, I just gave, inform- I made informative videos. Okay. So I would tell people like how to perfect your resume to get a job in corporate America and things of the sort. However, they didn't perform so well. Right. And I was like, well, I feel like I have a great point that I'm trying to get across, but I want to reach a larger audience because specifically as a, someone who's a minority, double minority at that, mm-hmm. I really wanted other people to have an opportunity to experience these corporate spaces because you know, we don't receive a lot of the same resources that you know, others may receive to get into these environments because right. it's very competitive. For sure. So I made those videos trying to be informative, but they weren't reaching a larger audience. So then I said, well, maybe I'll take a different approach to it. So I utilized my marketing background and I looked at you know statistics and stuff like that on on um, TikTok and I saw that 70% of the audience on TikTok is Gen Z. Okay. So, ooh, sorry. <laughs> I saw <laughs> that 70% of the audience on TikTok was Gen Z. Okay. So because of that, I said, well, how can I, you know, reach a, 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 a Gen Z audience? So I mm-hmm. said, well, why don't I just do work from home videos um, and reaching that Gen Z audience? So like slacking off on camera mm-hmm. and not <laughs> even just the slacking off on camera, but, Um, setting those boundaries, which is something Mm -hmm. that we see very common amongst our Gen Z audience. So that's kind of how I got into the space and then I saw consistent growth from Mm -hmm. there. And then from there, that's when I started to, you know, kind of break it down and just be more of myself and talk more about my personality outside of just corporate America, even though I feel like that's how I started and that's how people know me. But, you know, I think it's important that I express more of who I am outside of just
1: than working a corporate job. So I want to ask you this. What do you think makes the Gen Z uh, audience so... Confident, because I feel like millennials, we were at at the point where we would just kind of take anything. We would accept anything just to kind of get our foot in the door. But I feel like Gen Z is like real confident, like they know what they want. Like y'all know what y'all want exactly going in and will take nothing less. Like where do you think that derived from, from your personal experience?
0: I personally feel like there's a lot of things that it comes from. And one of the main things has to do with now I feel that companies are, they, they, and I was talking to my um, grandmother about this Mm -hmm. and she said when she worked, that companies really value loyalty. Right. And I feel like that has kind of strayed away from us as we step into this new this new realm of life. Right. And because it, is, it has started to step away from us, I feel like Gen Z audience, we kind of, Gen Z employees, I should say, we kind of value ourselves more than we value the company, mm-hmm. So we're going to do what's best and what's in the best interest for ourselves and not so much what's in the best interest for the company. Because at the end of the day, we've realized that at the end of the day, you're replaceable. Right. Like if I if they don't like how I'm performing or they have to do cuts or something like that, I'm out of there. Right. So now it's like super important that we focus solely on ourselves. So I feel like, you know, that's how we are starting to navigate within these spaces. Nah, for sure. And what was that first video that you made? So we actually saw traction. You're like,
1: okay, this is really working. When you pivoted from, you know, the informative videos.
0: The first one was was work from home, and I was laying in bed, mm-hmm. and I was on a Zoom call, Zoom call, and my boss was like, "Oh, DeAndre, we need your camera on." So then that's mm. when I was trying to like go <laughs> around and try to get my camera to start. Um, So that was the first one where Mm -hmm. I first saw a lot of traction. I think I got, what, like 100,000 likes on that and over a million views. And people started... DMing me and they were like oh I'm seeing you on TikTok like you're really blowing up on TikTok everybody started sending me it Uh, so I knew I was like okay this did well even my old employers (laughs) were seeing it. they were saying oh not you're on TikTok and stuff like that (laughs) so I saw a lot of traction there and I was like okay I should keep doing this because it seems to be working well got you as what is your like your your job right now say about it So, honestly, I feel that my job has been very supportive of it. And a lot of people assume that they would be super against it because at the end of the day, I'm literally an influencer that gets paid to (laughs) take bashes at corporate America, which is crazy when you really think about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're super supportive about it. Uh, Recently, I had an article that was on CNBC. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. (laughs) CNBC, CNBC. And... They saw it and they put it in our GMT, it's an email to all of GMT, which is the global marketing team. Okay. And they put the article like, oh, we have a celebrity <laughs> or whatever in our, uh, that works at our company. So it's been great. And then also on our outlook, we have Skype business. And on Skype business, I receive a lot of praise from other people oh. that work in City, saying, oh, I love what you're doing. Keep going. So I feel like all of the support from my colleagues and then people outside of work as well keeps me going and keeps me motivated to put out more.
1: That's awesome. So for people who's trying to grow their TikTok or get on TikTok, what advice would you give them? Because you told us like um, you created some videos that didn't perform well. So you check the stats. What should people be looking for in regards to finding their niche on TikTok if they're just basically uninformed about it?
0: I believe that people that want to start TikTok, the best advice that I can give is to A, and I feel like this is so cliche and everybody Mm. says it, (laughs) is to just really be yourself and don't be afraid of what other people may have to say about you. Because that was my biggest setback was Mm. I was very scared of how people that I grew up with or how family or how people would view me for putting my whole entire life on social media and my big over-the-top personality as well. However, when I finally say, you know what, I don't care what other people think, that's when I started to see a lot of growth and a lot of tension come to my page. So I really, even though I feel like everyone does say it, really right. just truly be yourself, living your truth and just be. Comfortable and also don't be scared to try new things. Okay. So maybe one thing doesn't work, like I did, like you saw the videos, informative videos. People didn't want to (laughs) hear informative stuff from me. They wanted to see some comedy, comics type videos. So then when I started doing that, and it, uh, uh, what I'll say is, even if you're trying to get your point across one way, and you pivot and do it a different way, you can still get the same point across as well. Because, like I said, I started and I was doing these informative videos. Mm. I pivoted to do it in a comic way. However, when I go live and I'm on live and stuff, people still ask me a lot, right. hey, how can I get into these corporate spaces? How can I get a job within corporate? So I'm still able to give, do what I wanted to do when I started, but I just had to do it in a different approach. Gotcha. Just kind of use the entertainment
1: aspect to kind of wheel them in. And then yes. you have other mediums to kind of inform and get your point across.
0: Yes. Uh- and also do your research because TikTok is a very quickly growing app very quick growing and it's so important there's so many stats about TikTok that really can help that can benefit you mm-hmm. and by looking at those stats and looking at other creators and seeing what other people are doing and what's working and not working from them it can, you can really use that to your advantage
1: got you one thing i noticed on your page too is um it's like you use some of the same sound but like in a different beat like like i, can't, I don't know what song it is but it's a song you use a lot, but then like the beat changes on there. Do you do that specifically on purpose, or what makes you reuse that sound?
0: Yeah, I reuse it. It's the Material Girl yeah, the material by girl. Santana. Yeah. yeah, so I started that, and it, you know, it was it went really well. And now what happens is people start to tag me in new sounds when they see okay. a new sound of it. They're like, please use this one, use this one. So I'm right. like, OK, I'll try to use it. And it always works. Um, I just continue to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I got you. Can you talk to us about finding like trendy sound? I know that's one thing about TikTok is they say you should try to use trending sounds to help grow your platform. Is, is that something? that you go with as well, or what do you think about using trendy sounds?
0: Personally, my style is more just comic and putting out original content, so I don't use trendy sounds a lot. Mm -hmm. However, I will say that the trendy sounds that I do use, they do help with quick growth, because if you put out a trendy sound, a lot of other people are using it, so it'll help you grow your page a lot faster, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's why I try to mix them into what I do um, usually. However, I say that a trendy sound, if you're trying to really take influence into the next level and you want like an agent and you want to have to build a team, you're going to have to rely on more than just trendy sounds because trendy sounds are good for quick growth, but people want to see more than just a sound. They want to see you. Who are you? Mm. How can I relate to you? And that's what's going to really bring growth, and then that's what's Mm. going to allow other people to also see hey, this guy can go somewhere with this. And that's, yeah.
1: Gotcha. So how long did it take for you to get like your, your first deal um, as an influencer on TikTok or Instagram?
0: So my first deal, I was, I was lucky and I'm a huge manifester and oh, I manifested man. this. When I first started, when I was doing the informative videos, I said, I really want to partner with LinkedIn. That okay. was like the biggest overall <laughs> thing for me. <laughs> yeah. Literally when I hit 20,000 followers, LinkedIn reached out to me. Oh, I was like you on TikTok or on LinkedIn? On TikTok. Oh wow. I was like, whoa, this is crazy." So now I partner, I have a long-term partnership with LinkedIn now. Congratulations. So that was the first one. Mm-hmm. However, more I I feel like a, a a huge bulk of them started to come once I hit hit 100k. Okay. 100k followers? Yes. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's you- when they came it's like it was people reaching out left to right so
1: do you have um i know you say you really want to work with linkedin at this point do you, not,
0: do you have like a wish list of people you want to work with still i don't have a wish list anymore because while i love influencing and i love working with brands that's not my whole overall goal with all of this my whole goal is to eventually excel my platform and get off of social media well stay on social media because right. you know you you gotta be loyal to who you started with. <laughs> right, right. But um, to kind of move off of social media and move on to television. Okay. So that's kind of my overall goal. So I do work with brands, but I don't have a wish list. I guess a wish list for me would be to work with networks. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> that would be more so my wish got list. You. And what would that look like for you, like being a TV host, uh, a
0: journalist? What type of content would you like to do on that level? Yeah, so I wanna do, I wanna to give you a little background. Before I got into banking and I became a business marketing major in college, I actually was an actor. Oh, wow. <laughs> I went to school for the arts, Chi okay. Arts, it's a um, school for the arts in Chicago, Illinois. Uh-huh. I was there for two years and then afterwards I transferred to, um, gosh, I transferred to Marian Catholic High School uh-huh. And then literally the first day I get to Marion, it's a Catholic school. Yeah. Everybody like comes from these insane backgrounds with parents that are doctors, attorneys. Mm-hmm. And I came as like wanting to be an actor. And so many people around me were, were like, we had, a, we had to do this thing in class where people would stand up mm-hmm. and say what they wanted to be when they got older. And people were saying, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an attorney. I want to be an investment banker. And mm-hmm. I stood up and I was like, I want to be an actor. And everybody laughed. People really? were telling me, you'll, ne- you'll never make money. And they just kind of just made me stray away from my passion because that was my original passion, what I really wanted to do. However, what I will say is that by going into, by by changing and then crossing over to the business room of things, I realized that I can still be creative in this business marketing mindset. Right. And I realized from that that while, you, I, while I encourage people to never stray away from what they are passionate about I also say that if you do if things are aligned it'll just come back full circle and that's what I'm starting to see now with me and like utilizing social media is like this is what I strayed away from but I feel like it's starting to come back to me once again because that's just what was meant for me to do but to answer your question that I don't even remember (laughs) Well, let me ask you this though: <laughs> Do any of those people from your high school like follow you now on TikTok
1: or Instagram? All of them. Ooh. All of them. What, what do they say now about you?
0: People, of course, when you're <laughs> up and you're 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 starting to rise i won't say that i'm like huge yet but when you're starting to rise and gain momentum of course everybody's gonna ride your coattails Mm -hmm. oh you're so talented i love it but i see me i remember how you treated (laughs) me back in high school and college no Uh no no you didn't really like me so keep that same energy now that's Uh that's very much how i am so do you ever ever say that to them or you just leave them already um i what i do is it's kind of shady i just like it I just like it. And they'll literally write paragraphs and i just yeah. double tap, and you double like, tap okay, it. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> You're not getting my energy. No yeah, energy. no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I re- that's why it's so important to treat everybody, you know, um, well, because mm-hmm. you never know what you can gain from somebody later down the road and stuff like that. So it's just so important to treat everybody All with right. respect. Right. And I didn't get a lot of that when I was in high school. Um, I got a lot more in college, but it was still eh, you know. Gotcha. So. Um, so besides the brand
1: deals and, of course, the extra income, how has your life changed since, you know, going having these viral moments and TikTok's growing, Instagram's growing? How has your life changed for you? Like, what's different so far?
0: I don't realize a huge difference but all of my friends (laughs) realize a huge difference. When I go out, they're like, oh my gosh, if one more person comes up to (laughs) us, like, oh my gosh, they just said they love you. and I don't see a difference because that doesn't bother me because it just lets me know that people really appreciate what I'm putting out, which also, like I said earlier, is what keeps encouraging me to put out more. So I love when people come up to me and they say, oh, I love your content and stuff like that, but I feel like everyone else around me is like, uh, it's kind of annoying. It's a yeah. lot. No, I and I, I get it too, especially when I'm out just chilling with my friends and right. like, everyone keeps coming up to us. But I like it. I don't mind it. You know, one thing, a lot of people in your position would try to like really maximize on this,
1: right? To, to I'll say millennials, would try to maximize this and then end up getting out of corporate. I know you say you want to be an actor at the end of the day and um, have your own TV show, work with a network. Mm-hmm. But... Is your vision to stay in corporate until that happens?
0: Actually, that's funny because I was just talking about this with a friend earlier today. Mm -hmm. As soon as I get my first television gig Mm -hmm. and I'm on a TV, I'm out. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I love you all. But it just doesn't give I'm working in corporate America and Mm -hmm. I'm also on TV. That's a lot to juggle because people don't realize that corporate is a lot it's not an easy job and it's a lot of tasks and a lot of work that i have to do on top of my influencer work and other things so as soon as that big break happens i'm out of there right and for those um who want to do both like you're doing both kind of talk to me about
1: what you've learned working in corporate america that you've been able to apply to you know your influencer uh gig
0: hmm what i've learned
1: because I'll give you an example. For me, when I used to work corporate, okay. um, I didn't realize it, but the the process of having like SOPs and being organized. I mean, I'm still not really organized, but <laughs> I understand that it's important to have like SOPs so that people know exactly what to do when they're going into a new position. So that's something I learned at a corporate job, but I probably wouldn't learn if I was just doing it by myself. So It kind of helped me with cosign. So is there anything you may have
0: learned during that time while you're there? I feel like um, two of the biggest things that I've learned being in corporate is email etiquette. Because mm. before <laughs> I had a like, uh, representation, I had to email these brands back myself. Right. And a lot of them always said, I mean, you're so professional. I'm like, well, I work a corporate job, yeah. <laughs> so I know how to be professional. Um, also, not being scared to stand up for what you want and say what mm. you really want, which I I've learned from corporate America as well. You always have to do things that are going to be in the best benefit for the company. Right. And you have to, you should be comfortable telling your opinion on that, regardless on what people may think, because that's why you're hired to be there. Right. And that's the same thing when I'm working with brands, I'm going to always do things that's going to put me in the best light. Right. Simple. So if it, I feel like it's not aligned for me, I will, I won't work with the brand and it's just, it's literally corporate is a brand, so working at my job is the brand, and right. now I'm working with myself as the brand. So right. it's really just the same thing, but two different, two completely different realms of things. Yeah. Got
1: you. Do you have any negotiating tips you can tell our audience? So, for example, somebody reaches out and they want to book you for this, but it's yeah. really low. Like, how do you rebuttal that? Because I feel like a lot of times as creators or creative entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. we face that. So what are some great ways to negotiate, you know, pay or... Uh, A a different type of deal
0: yeah never take the first offer never take the first offer and also if it's a bigger brand always ask for a lot more because they have a lot more money Mm. so those are my two biggest tips Um, and don't a lot of company a lot of businesses that try to work with you what they try to do is oh I really love your content don't fall for that (laughs) like don't fall for it be like hey You love my content, so pay me what I'm worth. Right. Simple. So I've also read that um,
1: sometimes negotiating, right, it's best for the brand to give you a number first, and that way you can counter instead of you giving a number first because you might low by yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend that, or how do you usually do it? Do you ask them what their budget is, or do you just give them what your price sheet is?
0: I always... Well, when I first started, I would just give my price because I didn't really know any better. Right. Now I do ask, what's the budget? Sometimes they don't just write upright and say it Mm -hmm. they'll say stuff like oh it's a very limited budget so then even when they say it's limited budget they're just saying that because they of course they're negotiating they're trying to get you to so i always i I just kind of keep my prices depending on like i have a price for small brands and Mm -hmm. i have a a price for bigger brands brands, and that's just kind of how that worked worked for me when i was handling it on my own right and i do the
1: same thing as far as partnerships like this kid is for like small businesses, right? And this is the one for Fortune 500. That's what you gotta do. It's not going to be the same.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not going to be the same. Um, so, talk to us about the corporate body. Mm-hmm. right? Like, what made you come up with that? And I know your community has grown, right? So, for somebody who wants inspiration, motivation to become a corporate body, doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, that's not for them. But want to grow up the corporate ladder, uh, talk to us about them. What advice would you give them and tell them to keep going?
0: Yeah, so just to start with corporate baddie, I actually adapted that from looking at my comments. A lot of people kept saying, oh, you're such a corporate baddie, (laughs) and people said that, so I was like, you know, I'm going to take that and run with it. So I started utilizing it, and it kind of turned into what I am, (laughs) like the corporate baddie. Um, And being a corporate baddie is really just having confidence in who you are, um, coming dressed for work, being ready to share your your fresh perspectives, your new face in the office, making, you know, making every, not pleasing everybody, but Mm -hmm. making people feel good, having energy, because corporate can be very draining, you know, so it's so important that we still bring some light and shed some light and bring some energy into the the force, and that's what a corporate baddie does. Uh, To be a corporate baddie, I will say just do that, just be energetic, be excited to go to work, um, Share your unique perspectives on things. That's what I would say is the best way to be a corporate baddie. And set your boundaries, okay? Because (laughs) these companies will run all over you too, but don't allow them. So set your boundaries as well. Gotcha. Before we get out of here, we have to ask about balance, right? Because
1: you're working a corporate job, you're doing your influencing, you're creating the content. You still gotta take care of your kid, your dog. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And make time for your friends and family. So I know a lot of people wanna know, like how do you balance all that and what can you tell them to help? Bring some balance in their life. Because this is a lot, you know, and you still have to sleep and take care of yourself. So kind of tell us how you do all that and what advice you would have for somebody else who needs balance.
0: Finding balance is really hard. I'll be 100% honest, especially when you work a full-time job. And then I call it when you work a nine to five and then you work a five to nine. Right. Like, it's really hard to find balance. However, what I will say is being organized. I've recently started. I was like, okay, this is becoming a lot. So I recently was like, I need to organize myself. Right. Uh, and that has helped a lot. So being organized really does help a lot with being balanced mm-hmm. and making sure that when you are creating like a calendar to organize yourself, that you include some quality time, some time for yourself, some time for your friends going out. So like for me personally, i made a thing where I don't go out um, with friends or anyone during the week. But okay. on weekends, I use that time to hang with friends. I still do a little bit of work, but not as much as I would do throughout the week. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, and last but not least, tell the people what you have going on, where they can find you at,
1: and uh, yeah, your Instagram and TikTok. Definitely right. your TikTok. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's corporate baddie DeAndre Brown. I can be found at Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at Andre Brown, and YouTube at DeAndre Brown. If y'all haven't watched his
1: videos yet, please make sure you tune into his Instagram or TikTok. And he has a YouTube channel as well. So go to the YouTube channel for long form full content. And we at Cosign, Cosign DeAndre Brown. Thank you for your time. And we're out. I appreciate you guys. Hey, guys. What's good? Thanks for supporting Cosign Magazine by watching this video. If you really enjoyed this content, please subscribe, like, comment, and share.